0: let oh what is up wrestling fans welcome to episode number three of the week of the pay-per-view point podcasts that we are bringing you for the smart count moment smack talk podcast we've talked about wrestlemania predictions we've talked about our nxt stand and deliver predictions and we've got the roh supercard of honor 2023 25 i think is the number of which uh which supercard of honor is this 25 or 26
1: 2023 25 uh this
0: would be the 20 the 21st one 21st it was 20 something or other but hey 2023 in my mind because i'm not keeping track
2: <laughs> it's, it's the 16th super card of honor 16th oh, whatever it is I thought they just started okay.
0: <laughs> it's the 48th super of <laughs> and uh you know it's the 2023 edition of it obviously we're not predicting things that already happened in the past we're going with the one that is happening this friday night and it's going to be concurrently with smackdown potentially the hall of fame i don't know when it starts could be seven could be six could be eight to be still of what the pre-show is because i still can't find information about what's going on with that but that also could play a factor into some of the other matches that we're going to talk about here but in general what we are going to do is break down the card as what is currently announced we're going to give our predictions we're going to give a rundown of what we're excited about what we're feeling a little bit lackluster on all that good stuff that we normally do and of course we want to know what you have to say so drop your thoughts in the comments below tell us who you think is going to win tell us what you like and what you dislike and what you think our thoughts are and so on and so forth make sure you are doing what you would normally do for every kind of youtube channel that you like which is of course to hit the like button on this video because that'll help out with the youtube algorithm make sure you are subscribed to the channel if you haven't already clicked on that then go ahead and click on that click the little join button that you can see, which gives you access to the same things as the Patreon. And that includes the dark cast and the pick your poison, but it's also the $1 a month tier just to kind of toss a little spare change our way. You can also do that through the thanks button that you can see on there right near the like button. If you are interested in any kind of merchandise, Redbubble and TeePublic are where you can find that. You can very easily go to smartcatmoma.com and see a lot of information about these things. Because if you just look on the NAV bar, you can find the little merchandise shop thing and then, you know, whatever. Or if you are still confused, leave a comment or send a tweet or something at me. I'll clear it up for you. But in general, make sure you are doing that. Make sure you are also continuing on with what we've been doing with our sponsored contest by fun.com, which is the Road to WrestleMania contest where you can win a Dusty Roads Funko Pop. Three of them are going to be given away. So enter in all the different ways that you can as many different times as you want and that'll boost your odds of potentially winning one of those little figurines. Make sure you are also voting on the Mark Madness Tournament to determine the best wrestling family dynasty of all time. As I mentioned before, check out the previous podcasts that we've done this week, and stay tuned, of course, to the ones that we got coming up. But let's start getting into ROH Supercard of Honor. Now, it is currently, at the time that we are recording this, I don't know when I'm going to be publishing this, but it is 4.44 in the afternoon on Wednesday, so we may see some changes to the card addressed on dynamite tonight. They may address some changes to it on Friday, like you know, just kind but of is on there social a ring media. Of honor
1: tomorrow where at least one show will be one match will be added.
0: That isn't already confirmed yet, or is it Correct, just one because, of the things that's like that?
1: Uh, Athena is going to face a Misakura and the winner will be defending the title at Super Oh
2: uh, we well do, we, we, do, we do know the result of that.
0: Yeah, so I, that, I thought you were talking about that they already said that like that they're going to add another match that they're announcing or something, which they might do, too. That,
1: that was, they could, but that was the one I was referring Yeah,
0: to. So, I mean, we will give you some spoilers if you're listening to this ahead of time, based off of I guess the way that that plans out and all. But I very much am expecting that they could just sort of go and this is going to be on the pre-show and this is going to be in the pre-show and that's going to be whatever. They've done that in the past. This is not the type of event that they necessarily are like okay well we're building this months in advance they're kind of just sort of putting some matches out there they kind of did that with the past couple of rway shows so if there are some matches that are added onto here that we can't address i got a feeling that a lot of it's because we just wouldn't ever know like they could just go and dalton castle and the boys are going to have a six-man tag against these random guys or that they're going to do something for i mean they they got the championships covered that's what we know maybe they had some regular just feud grudge things but if that ends up being the case we will address those on the hot tags which we will either do friday afternoon or thursday night i don't know i haven't quite figured that out yet it's uh it's kind of one of those up in the air situations for this so we will talk about the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches that are currently announced for this, or at least somewhat announced with the spoiler side of things. And I guess we should start off with the RH World Six Man Tag Team Championship match. The Embassy is defending against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Graham leak, Or I guess he's not Graham leak anymore. It's just leak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Copyright thing or something? Some trademark issues. I, to preface this, have not watched any of the ROH TV shows, so I'm going into this relatively blind when it comes to just not knowing the ins and outs of the specifics of like, okay, AR Fox and Blake Christian and Metalik saved somebody from an attack, and then that's what sets up this match or something. I know the basics just from reading the reports and, and doing that, but I haven't watched any of it, so from my perspective, I'm sure... Even more so than normal, Callum and I are on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Callum's going to be very much looking forward to this. I'm looking at it as, yeah, there's some pretty good matches that are uh, probably going to happen, and then there's also some I don't really care type things. And
1: and then as always, I am you're going to be in I, the, I, the I, middle I, of this, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the embassy match with this, this is one that I do not care about. Uh, I am more interested in whether or not Brian Cage is going to re-sign his contract than anything else. So to me, if the embassy wins here, that's a good sign that he's probably sticking around. If they lose, that's probably a sign that he's leaving. And the AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik group just sort of seems to me from an outsider's perspective that it's thrown together. Like, hey, we wanted to get these guys on the card. They're a team now. Is that something that is the case? Or is it that they actually have been building up that these guys are like a real unit?
2: No, that's no, absolutely the case, yeah. Yeah. They're just throwing together. Um, I think it's primarily due to the fact that it's ob- obviously on AEW AR Fox has more frequently been teaming up with top fly that they're in another match that we'll we'll talk about in a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure uh they've had Bre- Blake Christian and league have actually had a match with each other. I don't know if that was on Ring of Honor, but it might have been on like an AEW Dark or Elevation. Um For some reason, it's peaking my mind. I can't remember if it was like on the first show, and they just did one like an actual like you know respectful, straight up match. But they've joined forces now, and it's mainly like those two. After being attacked by the embassy, went to A. R. Fox and said, "Can you help us even the odds?" And actually, they weren't attacked by the embassy. They were attacked by um, oh, what's their names? The the Truth, the Truthbusters. Trust and. Trustbusters, that's it. Trustbusters. Truth trustbusters, Commission. <laughs> Truth Commission, yeah. Just heard, trustbusters, yeah. And uh, that's when they uh, recruit AR Fox, they want a six man tag against them. And that just kind of set them up for this so after the embassy retain their titles in another win over Dalton Castle and the boys. So this is kinda of like the next team up for them. Um yeah, it's it, again I'm not I'm not super keen on this one because it doesn't seem like a huge amount of attention is going into the Six man tag team championships, which I guess is somewhat understandable because there aren't that many trios teams in Ring of Honor just yet. And also, they've got a big tag team championship match that they filled up a lot of teams in. So, any possibility of having like another top trios team take on the embassy that isn't Dalton Castle and the boys is probably your very slim pickings. So, but yeah, these six guys involved, they're good wrestlers. So, I assume the match will be go well. I'd be surprised if AR Fox, Blake Christian and Metalik win just because I don't think at least Christian and Metalik, I'm not sure if they're like signed, signed to Ring of Honor. So it'd be a bit odd to go that, whereas I think all members of the embassy are at least signed for the time being in Brian Cage's case. So I think that the embassy will retain here and then they'll move on to one of the teams that doesn't win. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match will form a trio with someone else, and they'll be the ones to beat the Embassy for the title.
1: Yeah, or it could just even be like—I don't—I don't want to spoil too much what I think of the tag match, but maybe Air Fox and Top Flight I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a babyface team that could challenge them—that comes to mind. But I also think the Embassy is winning, and in fact, the only way I think that they'll lose is if Brian Cage just wants to be gone tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I think. I think they're a good team. They're an established team, as established as you can be in this era of ROH. And hopefully it's a a good win for the former Tully Blanchard Enterprise.
0: Yeah, I am leaning a little bit more towards the embassy just retaining here, if not just because the other group seems like it's three guys they wanted to get on the card that they just slapped together. So if Cage is out, maybe they do rush and they just go and rushes in another match. Uh, Maybe they just kind of go like, well, we'll just put the belts on these guys, and then we'll transition to another group in the meantime. But I'm going to go with the embassy. Speaking of the tag team title match, though, the Briscoes obviously, unfortunately, had to vacate the tag team titles because of Jade's unfortunate passing. And what they were doing to... Transition to a new set of champions. I think this is a perfect idea. They're calling it the Reach for the Sky ladder match. For the vacated titles. You can't go much better than that, right? No, that's that a great
2: perfect. name. Yeah, it's a great yeah. name. And it's the perfect setting for to determine the next champions.
0: And the challengers for this are going to be the Lucha Brothers, Top Flight, The Kingdom, Aussie Open, and Ruchindralistico. So... I could honestly see almost everybody winning this except for Aussie Open. I don't know much about Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. Uh, They just, it, it seems to me, again, from, you know, somewhat of an outsider's perspective, Aussie Open, I would highly doubt, would be under any kind of contract with ROH. They're signed with New Japan, probably, right? Correct. Yes. So, I mean, they could... Just be on a temporary thing and they could win that. But Bofaccian and go that's how you pronounce it right.
1: LFI for those. LFI? That are, are not yeah. Not uh, I,
0: I could very easily see them winning this. And, you know, they're not in a position that they've won anything else, but they are big enough names that, you know, this could be something to kind of hang their hat on. The kingdom makes sense. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. I mean, they've got the ROH connection and everything. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But do you go with the Lucha Brothers because you're going to transition it to a team that's like one of the absolute biggest teams that you could possibly have in there that you're not going to give necessarily the AEW tag team titles to anytime soon? They've given them multiple different titles, multiple different, you know, they won the trios. They won this one. They won that. I still kind of think it might be top flight. And I I was thinking, I was thinking before the Briscoe situation even became what it was, the top flight was one of the main teams and I'm like, I could see them winning the RH tag titles in 2023. Now they seem like a very good fit for that. Cause you're not putting it on a team. That's not at least somewhat established. You're putting it on a young team, the way that you have the current, uh, current aw titles on the guns they can work their way up this isn't a step backward like it would be for the lucha bros but honestly it wouldn't shock me if anything happens here and i think that this is just going to be a great match with like possibly a no lose scenario no
2: yeah i'm super excited it's it's, it looks like it's going to be chaotic, but in a good way, because there's a lot of like great wrestlers in this match. I think that, yeah, there is a lot of unpredictability in terms of the victory, because, yeah, the Lucha Brothers are probably the favourites due to they're the most established team. They're former AEW Tag Team Champions and AEW Trios Champions. So if you really want to say, OK, these are the guys that we want to be like at the top of, this next iteration of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Division, then they're probably the safest pair of hands you could put it put it in, and also they were the ones that were announced first to be part of this match by uh, Mark Briscoe himself. So there's kind of a nice synergy there. But Top Fly are the team on the rise, and so they will be good to kind of cement them as like okay, they're here to stay, and they're a, they're a big deal. If you make them the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Champions, the Kingdom have the legacy behind them. They're former. I think out of all this, they're the only former Ring of Honor world tag team champions, unless the Lucha Brothers won it briefly. during their. Like, I don't think so. Period. I think
1: it is the Kingdom.
2: Yes, yeah, so the Kingdom, the only former tag champions they're in there. Uh, Aussie Open are an absolutely excellent team. I think it's unlikely due to the fact that they aren't signed for Ring of Honor, but because of the good relationship between New Japan and AEW slash Ring of Honor, then it's completely not out of the question that they would win the titles here and they would be ex- an excellent choice as champions. And Lafaxian in Gobernable, uh, Roosh and Drillistico. Roosh has been amazing. He's been everything Andrade wasn't in AEW I remember <laughs> I remember. Um but, Do you guys uh, think
0: that he's gonna come back or do you think he's going elsewhere? Like WWE or something? <laughs> yeah, I've I've I have i
2: have i have lost all uh, desire to care about that. He can he can go, he can stay. Who cares? It's like he's uh, yesterday's news as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Um Roosh has been yeah, a revelation. And it's a guy that I was a little bit hesitant about because he came across as a guy that, especially in the last few years of Ring of Honor, is a bit unmotivated. And considering the state the Ring of Honor was in in its last few years, you can kind of understand why. But he's come in and he's has a fire under him and Drillistico's really good as well. And the whole LFI faction is working well. So, yeah, that, that, as you said, there's no real wrong choice in this one. just want it to be a great match and... I think I'm just going to go play it safe, and I think the Lucha Bros will be given the tag titles so they can be a, a strong, solid foundation for the Ring of Honor tag division moving forward.
1: I think there's almost no wrong choice here, which is a fantastic situation to be in, coming off the back of an absolute tragedy. The reason I think it should be top flight is because there are two brothers, They're very young, as the Briscoes were when they started. And this will give them some direction. Also, kind of just allowing them to fly around in ROH and just have good matches, which seems to be the vibe of ROH. Go with the Kingdom, you're going with the Trustworthy Legacy. I think if you go with the Lucha Brothers, it says, to me, more than anything, they have no plans for them in AEW, and they're giving them these belts as, like, a hey, come do this for a while, because, yes, I know the BCC has belts as well, but I think that soon enough that'll get straightened out. And, yeah, I think any team will be good. I think this match will be great. I can't wait to see what Dante Martin tries to do off a ladder. You know, and he's a young guy. I hope he takes care of his body, but He's also a young guy who's probably going to throw a caution to the wind and he's going to be fun to watch. this
2: morning. I think it's kind of cool that in a match, which is obviously a tribute to Jay Briscoe is that there, there are three teams of brothers in this match. Oh yeah. The, the Lucha bros, the Top Fly I'm and fighting, uh, and Trilistico. Yeah. They're both brothers. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of a nice little wrinkle to add into that as well. But, uh. Yeah, as I say, regardless of what happens, I'm sure it's just going to be a super fun match, and really, there's no wrong no, no wrong choice on who they decide to have win this one.
0: Now, what's going to be the better ladder match? This or <laughs> <Roxy> and Branson?
2: <Princess? laughs> oh, don't even joke about
0: it. <laughs> I mean, clearly, the, the one that's telling the story about getting over your anxiety, right?
2: <laughs> right. <Yeah.
0: laughs> no, this is going to be a great, great match. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that I am leaning towards the type top flight idea, but just like something tells me that they're winning those belts at some point this year, I can't silence that voice in the back of my head. That's thinking, I did announce Lucha brothers first. And if you want to kind of not quite lose momentum of going from the briscoes to another really, really established team, big names, people that could be on, RHTV going forward and maybe get some views that way. Make sure that they are on the next pay-per-view, which that'll be... God, when that'll come around, it'll probably around, like, the blur Nothing time, I think.
2: Maybe uh, a little bit after that. I think it'll probably be after... Um, it'll be in June, it'll be... be uh, you imagine they might do something yeah, for after Forbidden Door?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Lucha Bros makes a lot of sense to me, and I am kind of leaning a little bit more towards that. So I'm going to ultimately say, "Gun to my head. My prediction is the Lucha bros, but they kind of can't go wrong here. So
1: to my head top flight.
0: Get Calum's going the bro. Lucha bros. Yeah. yeah. I am looking forward to, which I did not anticipate being a thing until I just had seen them recently. Commander against Elijo del Vikingo for the AEW. I was going to say the AAA Mega Championship. I hadn't seen any of them ahead of time. And Commander had his match on Dynamite. Vikingo had his match against Kenny Omega, which was great. So I'm like, fuck yeah. All right. A belt that's not in ROH, but that doesn't matter. Two guys that I've only seen one match from a piece. Well, those were fun matches. So cool.
1: (laughs) I think that the belt's staying where it is. This should absolutely open the show in the same vein of like Rey Mysterio and Psychosis opening up the old WCW cards. They're going to absolutely kill it. And I think Vikingo is the second coming of Rey Mysterio. And I can't wait for this. This will be an absolute banger.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited for this match. Just based on, again, haven't seen like a load of their matches, but based on the cameos they had on. AEW and clips that I've seen online, like they're gonna go fly all over the place. And I'm just so I'm double excited for this because one, it's gonna be a great match and it's for the Triple Mega Championship, and so there's stakes to it and just get to see what these two can do when working against pretty much their I don't say they're equal, but their counterparts in terms of how uh creative and high flying they are. The second reason I love it is because it's a match that GCW booked, and they've decided to do it ahead of uh, GCW, which is great because GCW sucks and is successful. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, they're really so just I, being
0: like, "Screw you, we're gonna, you know, undercut you."
2: Yeah, yeah. We we got these two guys. We got them to appear on Dynamite, and now we're gonna put them on our bigger uh, Ring of Honor show. And then, I mean, yeah, I'm sure some people will still click and turn up to see, you know, the lesser version of that match, with like surrounded in a, a ring of glass, or whatever, or something like that. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I'm super pumped to see what they can do with each other. And I think that it's pretty safe that uh, that the Kingo is going to retain the championship here because I think they need to build up to a match between him and Kenny for the title.
0: That makes sense. I mean, they did plan on doing that originally. That's where this yeah. all kind of came from. So,
2: and that should be where he gets his win back on Kenny again it seems a bit odd to do that because like kenny just losing it's weird but like he's got to yeah that, that's the that's probably the, the kind of the quid pro quo thing of like he beat you on dynamite he, you beat our like our world champion on dynamite so we get kenny to come over to a big show we put on and he puts the king go over yeah I'm pretty sure they'll be able to they'll be able to do that
0: that makes sense this is just going to be one of those matches where it's just like, all right, you shut your brain off. You watch them do a bunch of fun moves and that's just, that's it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I usually criticize a lot of those things where it's like, well, it's the build and you know, it's a, somebody that I'm not familiar with against somebody else. I'm not familiar with. Well, the fact that I had seen both of these guys now means that I do know that they are talented. So yeah, I don't need a build for this. Um, this is probably going to be one of the better matches of the whole weekend. I think that's cool. I will say
2: there's quite a few there's quite a few on this card that I think could hold to to, could be a contender for that.
0: Well, I will say we're gonna having a big disagreement when it comes to this. I have zero interest in the RH Pure Championship match. It's Wheeler Yuta against Katsuyori Shibata. I don't really like the pure matches. They're not my style. Not my style. Like I'm I'm a fucking wrestler. They're not my taste. So that's already a negative. I've seen a couple of these now, and I'm like, all right, I haven't really been loving them. And Shibata is a guy that I'm not too familiar with, so he's another one of those names that like a lot of people are like, oh man, like Yuta against Shibata, that's going to be so good. And I'm like, all right, I like really Yuta, but he's kind of going up against somebody I'm not familiar with. So I don't feel the hype for this one. I got a feeling I'm going to end up being disappointed in it. But I think that you guys are going to love it, and I think a lot of people are going to love it. So that's cool.
1: Giller Yuda has a death wish, and has challenged the wrestler. That's that's just who he is. He's the wrestler, and I think this match is going to absolutely kick all kinds of ass. And I see no reason Shibata shouldn't just win. Why not, right?
2: And we, How and I do it, yeah, I'm
1: sure this I, is
2: your match more than anyone's. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm super excited for this one because I, I do like that technical style of wrestling, and I think that these two will be able to pull it off as good, if not better, than anyone right now. But there are people that can just put on that more map-based style, the very, some would say restrictive, but I kind of like the aspect of the, pr- uh, the pure wrestling rules matches because it's just something different, and I like variety in the match type. So yeah, this isn't going to be as high-flying or like, death-defying as Kingo versus Commander but it's going to be in its own way, basically if that's the epitome of high-flying, this would be the epitome of map-based wrestling and so I can definitely get down with that as well. Shabata's great, he hits super hard, it's just a kind of privilege that we can still get to see him work at this point after the serious injury that he suffered all those years ago and yeah, I I think that he should put Wheeler o- over because it, it, basically everything I've seen in the matches that Shibata's had since coming back, which are uh, like matches against Axe Junior in New Japan, and he's obviously fought uh, Orange Cassidy on Rampage that time for the uh, at that time or Atlantic, but now the International Championship. I think he's just grateful to be able to wrestle still and be able to just go in in the ring. So I think that he'll have no problem putting Utter over. That'd be a big scout for him because the only reason why I don't think that he's going to be the ring of a pure champion is because it means he's got to come back and defend it. And while I obviously he's having matches means that he can do it. We don't know how many matches he can have a year or how frequently he can wrestle. So you want to have more of a, especially for the pure championship, one of your mid card titles, you want that to be a more consistently defended title on your TV show. So I think you need to keep it on Utah for the time being. And it brings it prominent as well, because he's a, a, a main feature on AEW as well, with the whole Blackpool Combat Club and their feud with the Elite. So, I think it's good to keep him as champion. But regardless, I'm yeah super super excited about this match, and it's going to be great to see Shibata work again. So as I say, it's at the moment it's like a one or two, two to three times a year thing. So, uh, you've got you've always got to uh, enjoy it when they when they do come around.
0: I'm definitely going you to retaining. I'm proud to say that. Um, All
2: right. Well, you guys have kind of
1: convinced me. I, I will also go you to retaining. I think if there's ever a time for Shibata to turn it up like you would in his prior career before the forced retirement, it's right here and right now. And I hope that it happens.
0: I will say I'm also on the downside when it comes to the ROH women's world championship match, because I have not really been a big fan of Athena for a long time now. I mean, I remember kind of already being on the downturn when Ember moon was just going to the main roster. WWE. So it's been a while since she's been in that top range for me. And even though it's a different style and it's a different company and all that, not still clicking quite for me and she's going to be going up against Yuka Sakazaki, who I am not all that high on either. So I think this is going to be my least favorite match of the night. I'm not all that invested. I think Athena retains outright. It's just, it is what it is. And this more than any other match, uh, did you to one to an extent because of the pure rules might be a little bit just kind of flat and boring for me in some ways, but this is definitely one that if they is going on at the same time as the Hall of Fame I'm going to be listening to a Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> I'll say it that way. Unless it gets my attention. They always can. You know, I'm more than willing to be proven wrong and to be like, you know what, hey, this was the best match of the night or something. Um, but I'm feeling it's just like, alright, Athena retains, move on. Kind of. How do you guys feel? You know Athena will um, retain.
1: I think it'll be a fun match. But I don't see Yuka Sakazaki winning the title here.
2: I'd say Emma Moon is meh. Athena fucking rules. Athena's the greatest. I'd say like the absolute greatest, but like she is. She's so she's rejuvenated. She's so much more intense in the ring. Her wrestling has gone up leaps and bounds. When now she's wrestling as a heel and showing that more aggressive edge to her matches. The match she had with Willow Nightingale on the as the main event of the second Ring of Honor show was great, and I think that she's going to have a match with Emi Sakura. Obviously, that was going to be that's for the Ring of Honor Women's title, and it was meant to be the idea that uh, the winner faces Yuka Sakazaki for the championship at this show. We know what the result is based on this, but I am I can only anticipate because at the moment, like they're two of my favourite women's workers right now, so I I'm super excited to see that match tomorrow. And I'm I'm a big fan of Yuka Sakazaki. I think that she has a kind of. Obviously she's gonna be the baby face in this one she's a good high flyer but she does have like a kind of sm- I like to say small but it's like a fiery intensity because it's it's elevated by the fact that she is pretty small and slight it's like a reho type of uh aesthetic to her where she will where she'll be the smaller person in this match but she'll be like delivering quite a lot of strikes and flying around over the place in order to try and take Athena down. I think that you absolutely will have a thing to retain here. I don't think Euker is the person to take the championship off of her, especially considering that Euka is only really shows up in either AEW or WWE a couple of times a year, rather than... Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, ROH and... You said WWE. Oh, I did. Oh, sorry. Apologies for that. Yeah, either Ring of Honor or AEW, she would only appear like a couple of times a year so i think that um she wouldn't be a someone that you'd have the title on consistently because she's wrestling over in uh i think she's a tokyo joshi pro i believe yes. um but uh yeah so you have a thing to win here have a good match and then move on to whatever's next for her i still don't know who will be the person to dethrone her but i guess we'll probably talk about that when we do the re- do the review but like if and when will. she's won it the title
1: would still like it to be Willow. I can see them trying to block down to a contract, Billy Starks, uh, who's not even out of high school yet, but I can see them kind of looking at her as a future ROH world champion.
2: I, I could definitely see a scenario of someone after this match coming down to challenge Athena. I just don't know who that would be just yet. Maybe
0: like a Serena Deeb or... Um... Mm. I mean, they could always obviously sign more people. They could get something like probably know like, no, like, like a, an Allison K type, or uh, you know. I mean, I don't think that that's the range that they're hoping for Mercedes Monet or anything. But uh, hey, maybe they bring in somebody that is currently on the WWE roster, or maybe this is like Diana Perazzo or something.
1: Uh, I I'm so sad that Diana is still an impact because I think she's not that impact hasn't been very good to her but she's evolved beyond impact and it would be nice to see her go somewhere else but I I don't know if I see a woman coming in unless like it is LA it is mania season everybody's there Mm. have a Mickey James but hey me you know, like yeah. they sometimes do.
2: But she's injured at the moment, isn't she? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they are
1: playing up that she's got like a broken rib or something.
2: Yeah. But maybe it's just like a one-off thing like if you can get a Jordan Grace to do a one-off show for you or a um an Alley Catch or something like that. Alley like... Catch
1: would be a good one. Alley Catch would like to see her. She's so ingrained in that GCW mm. culture, but I'd love to see her move beyond that.
2: Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I'd say at the moment there's no kind of clear person to take the title off of Athena. and I definitely don't think that Yuka Sakazaki is the person to do that. But still, I think it's going to be a fun match. Could even be Sky Blue.
0: Yeah, I mean they're giving her a spotlight now with this uh this whole feud. Maybe they a couple months down the line or whatever they end up uh coming back to her.
2: I could I could see them tr- transition Nyla Rose onto Ring of Honor as well. Yeah, that
0: can make sense too. Because it's not likely that she's going to win the AEW title anytime soon. So, hmm. Here's a question for you guys. What do you think is going to be the main event? Is it going to be Claudio Castagnoli against Eddie Kingston for the world title? Or is it going to be Samoa Joe defending the television title against Mark Briscoe?
1: It will be Claudio Castagnoli defending against Eddie Kingston.
2: Yeah, if anything that uh, Tony Khan has demonstrated, both as a booker for Ring of Honor and for AEW, is that the world champion goes on last.
1: If anything, I would argue that because of the emotional significance, that the latter match could stand a chance for going on last.
0: Because I'm but working I, under the assumption that Samoa Joe's dropping that television title to Mark Briscoe.
1: I don't think Mark oh, Briscoe yeah. will lose the match for the next
2: year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably not. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like a tag team match or something. But.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Mark is, is is the obvious choice. This one there's there's zero reason not to put the title on Mark Briscoe. It would be a a massive moment for the crowd it would be a big like sentimental celebration and yeah it's just it just needs to be that way like the fact samoa that they're joe,
0: doing it makes know. it seem like they're doing it because they could have like you don't put mark briscoe in that scenario and then have Samojo beat him you just wouldn't that. do the feud you know <laughs> like there's not like a feud that they inherently had to go to and if they had a plan for somebody else to beat samoa joe and they were like, well, you know, we can't have Prisco win because we're really holding it for, I don't know, uh, Chuck Taylor or something, I don't know, then it would be like, all right, well, then why did you put him in a match with Samoa Joe? Why didn't you just have Mark Briscoe against some guy to give him a win, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you have a great match between these two. make it physical, but... I think the crowd will be so, so super behind Mark Briscoe that and even though Samoa Joe's pretty popular and he's pretty over still, despite being a heel for the last, like, several months, he does still get pretty significant babyface reactions, but I think here it's just going to be completely one-sided and, yeah, you need to give Mark that victory and have him celebrate with, like, well, depending on if they're comfortable doing it, but celebrate with members of the family as well, that would be a great like, uh, crowning thing for it as well. Yeah, absolutely, this I'm not saying this This has no chance of main eventing based on that, but I think that it's But just all history points to him going for a world championship match as the main event instead. Although, but one of the first ring of honor shows he did, the opener was the world championship match between Claudio and Jonathan Gresham. And
1: there were reasons for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there were, there were reasons for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think this will main event, but it still will be a great moment. Mark to win.
0: Is it a little bit weirder that the Claudio and Kingston match has like less backstage heat behind it than, a the, than bit. Gresham? Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but there seems to be there's uh, probably actually more real animosity between the two of them than there were between uh, Claudio and Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, it's just one of Jonathan those Gresham's issues with weird behind things. the scenes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're all going Briscoe. Yes, uh, I you know think that he holds the title for quite a while and all. Um, and then the, the end of this whole Samojo holding both television titles and just kind of dropping and then, you know, bassing around and doing all that, that'll end up being like, you know, that uh maybe you shouldn't have done that. Maybe you shouldn't have beaten Wardlow to drop it to Darby to drop it to Wardlow so he can lose it to Hobbs. And then maybe you shouldn't have had the R H television title and just, and all that. But, I think it's time to move on. I think you go to to Mark Briscoe and Joe does whatever he does. I don't know, but I don't think we're getting a new champion when it comes to the world title. I think Eddie Kingston is pretty much got no chance of beating Claudio. It could happen. It's not like it's an impossibility. uh, Kingston is the type that like they got to give him a belt in some fashion. At some point, he's got to be a tag champ. He's got to be a mid-card champ. He's got to be an R O H champ. I don't think he's going to be the AEW world champion, probably ever. But there was a time frame where I was like, you know, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. So I do think that there is a shot that Kingston could win this. But it's probably about a 10% right now. I'm going to go Claudio retaining.
1: I think Claudio is absolutely losing Eddie Kingston.
0: Yeah. Really?
2: Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm close to a hundred percent Yeah.
0: Alright, so kind of fill me way. in because if there's stuff that happened on the TV show that I or that wouldn't fill you in that way that I'm totally blind about, that's interesting but, you guys have a completely opposite perspective. Maybe I'm I
1: mean, first of all, as you have laid out, Eddie Kingston needs to win. He needs a major win. He is the only wrestler thus far that has completely separated himself from AEW.
0: Oh, that's right. He 100%. did the whole quitting thing.
1: Yeah. Focus yeah. on Ring of Honor.
0: I forgot Even about outside that. Outside of
1: that, Claudio Castagnoli being like, You're, you are the biggest waste of potential I've ever seen in my life. You mm. know, you could have been the man, but you just continue to let yourself down. At some point Eddie Kingston just has to pop one of these dudes in the mouth and beat them. Yeah. I get but- that Claudio's in like the second biggest story in AEW and it doesn't feel great that he has to now lose this and then go on and be you know part of the BCC, but he has to lose here.
0: I totally yeah. forgot about the whole quitting thing. That's that's a good reason to just be like, okay, maybe you give it to Kingston. <laughs> yeah. Did you forget
1: that they were just like, oh, he's not on TV because he's not on TV?
0: Yeah, I just yeah, you it's know, one of those things I didn't keep track of the fact that he was there. I was just like, Yeah, maybe they're just using him for ROH, you know. It's like not every week you get to see Samojo, not every week you see Yeah, AR Fox.
2: Uh, I'd say that Kingston, yeah, he's, he's the favourite in my eyes to win because, yeah, he's now pretty much a Ring of Honour guy because he's quit from AEW, so he's tied to this promotion whereas Claudio can go back to the BCC, not be a champion and uh, focus on yeah, just focus on that feud because that will keep him on AEW TV and means that he can just not be on Ring of Honour for a while moving forward and eventually potentially come back as well in a different, uh, a different perspective. I think that the whole story they've been telling is great. And the whole story is that Kingston comes in and he wants to challenge Claudio because he doesn't like Claudio and he wants to be world champion. And Claudio basically saying that he's a, a waste of space and like a complete waste of potential due to the fact that they did train together and they worked out, but Kingston would always quit and run away. And that linked into obviously the fact that he quit AEW as well so they're just harping on that story that he can't he can't live up to being a champion and he can't uh, stand being in the the spotlight that Claudio is currently in. So they're building up that story nicely. It should really culminate with Kingston getting the victory. again, it, that's the reason why I also I think it'll be the main event is because that'll be a big moment as well with like streamers coming down and everything where Kingston finally climbs to the mountain, finally gets his world championship, which is similar to what Claudio did. Last year, because that was the first time Claudio had ever been a world champion, now they've got to do the same thing for Kingston. So, and and also part of the reason I think they'll do that is because Kingston will drop the title to Samoa Joe. Mm. Makes Samoa Joe your world champion, because Samoa Joe is still a very prominent name, and like he, he drops the television championship here, he then goes on a tear, and then he eventually beats Kingston for the world championship, and you've got a, a ready-made challenger for him there. I mean, you could go another direction.
1: Champion
2: ever as well. Yeah, I mean, you could go other directions. You could, yeah, Smojo's like, yeah, the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Ring One World Champion all time. You could get Brian Danielson to come in to do it as well, and you can play, have Brian play the heel, especially if he's playing the heel on the the BCC side.
0: Uh, <laughs> Some people have, well, out there yeah. going, So yeah, Punk's coming back." I
2: doubt that. I doubt that side of thing. Yeah, not into speed up um Will Utah could be like avenge Claudio and eventually defying Kingston for it. There's a lot of different directions you can go. But
0: go up even. Think,
2: I'd, I think he's too important for AEW that they would relegate him to. As, as as much as I've enjoyed the Ring of Honor product so far, it is a relegation from AEW, so I I doubt that they would do that. But then again, he's a guy that just wants to show up and wrestle, so maybe he wants to maybe want to do that. But he's also friends with Kingston, so it's a bit of a difference. There's there's I think there's a lot more possibilities with Kingston as champion and I think it's time to give him a big belt and give him a big moment as the as the world champion
0: you've convinced me you going to go Kingston
1: absolutely yeah everything Calum said sign because this is Kingston's moment
0: so that's currently the card now they may of course add more matches if not just for the pre-show, the zero-hour... They're, they're calling this zero-hour, right? That's what they, they do for that. Um,
1: they have actually even announced the existence of a zero-hour.
0: That's what's confusing me so much, because they keep saying, like, bell time is 7 p.m. Eastern, start time, 7 p.m. Eastern,
2: I and they... I we'll
1: get an hour of a,
2: like... Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely do something. It'll just be a load of just warm-up matches, so there's nothing that they need to... Nothing that would have been built up into the feuds or anything like that, but they'll probably add another women's match on this because only one win. And to be fair, um, oddly enough, compared to AEW Dynamite, which typically only has one women's match in two hours worth of TV, they've all, every I think pretty much every single ring of a show so far that's two hours long has had uh, at least two women's uh, matches uh, on it. At least two, yes. So, uh, so yeah, they'll probably add something like you know Willow Nightingale versus Lady Frost or something like that. Do you guys think that that's
0: going to start at six, or do you think that the seven PM thing is going to be the start of the pre-show?
2: I think Um, I can't. I can't. I can't. can't, Yeah, I can't say uh, to predict what the time will be, but I'll just be. I'll be watching regardless of when when it comes up.
0: (laughs) I'm hoping that six is the pre-show. I, I really want this to. Yeah, I want this to end at ten. So that way that's going to be a little bit easier for me to be perfectly honest, because then I could do the hall of fame, watch along with the post show and, and do it that way. But we're going to address this in some fashion. Of course, if they make any changes, we will talk about them on the hot tags. If they go long and we have a post show that bleeds into something else, it'll be whatever it is. That's the current game plan. Next podcast you're getting is the hot tags sometime either Thursday night or friday afternoon depending on my preference to just be able to knock it out and then some sort of follow-up of SuperCard of honor post show either with a live thing with the hall of fame or it's not a kind of compensation i don't really know but stay tuned make sure that you have your email alerts set up by ringing that little icon that's next to the subscribe thing which again if you have not already subscribed to the channel go ahead and do that If you're listening to us, obviously, on Amazon or the Spotify thing or Apple Podcasts or something, then there isn't quite the same as far as like, hey, we're going live because we go live on YouTube. But you should be hopping over on YouTube and you should be uh, checking us out there because then you have the option of joining the chat room and being able to actually tell us your thoughts about it while we're talking about it and kind of steer the discussion in one way or another. Sometimes people will be like, oh, you guys, you you didn't talk about this part of the match. And of course, we all know about that after the fact. So. Join us live for that, and we will talk about everything that happens from this, and NXT Stand and Deliver, and the Two Nights of Mania. All that coming up this weekend. It's going to be absolutely nuts as far as all the different content, but we hope that you guys have a lot of fun. We hope that you've been enjoying this podcast and all the other ones. If you are, make sure that you hit the like button. Make sure that you stay tuned, and make sure you start clicking around from all the other things we got going on. So if you go to the link tree that I've got, on anthonymango.com or amangotree.com. You can see links to every single thing that's out there that I felt like linking, at least when it came to that, for like my socials and the Smart Cat Moment and the Fanboys Anonymous stuff, which, of course, you can find over on fanboysanonymous.com, the YouTube, the Patreon, the Facebook, the Twitter, things like The Blueprint Project. For anybody that's into comics and Star Wars and James Bond and Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and all that stuff, you can find my super duper in-depth breakdowns of that to figure out the gold standards and the bibles that you should have as far as those characters definitely check out the batman a nighttime story over on fanboys anonymous as part of the blueprint project make sure that you're doing that dusty roads contest that's happening right now make sure you are voting on that smart madness tournament i mentioned before about the wrestlemania stuff and the stand and deliver stuff that's happening But also, just make sure that you are following what these guys are up to as well.
1: Yep, you can follow me everywhere at DudeFelice. You can check out... I'll be doing the SmackDown post-show come Friday night. I will also be probably doing a Rampage Watch-along. I hope to check out this show as soon as possible. I will, of course, be covering WrestleMania all weekend on Fightful and here on Moment. And yeah, let's have fun this
2: weekend. Al? You can follow me on Twitter, at Wigmeister14. You can check out the, this weekend as well, if there's not enough uh, wrestling content uh, for your liking, then you can also check out the power rankings over on the website on the Saturday, where you'll find the final uh, power rankings of the 2022-2023 season. So you can see who finished up top of the league table that I put together every single year, and yeah, just check that fi- the final things out before we reset uh, following WrestleMania. And speaking of resetting after WrestleMania, it is also the final week of the Fantasy League. So every point counts now as we will determine who is the victor for this season. And yeah, WrestleMania is double points. So make sure you're keeping track of all that either at www.fantasyleague.com or you can just find it through the Smart Moment navigation. But yeah, follow along
0: and we will see you with the next episode that hot tags edition that i mentioned before but drop your thoughts in the comments below in the meantime we'll keep the discussion going from wednesday and thursday and such and we'll see you then everyone but for now this has been another smart moment and we are being counted out